Don't hug me. I have monkeypox. Oh, oh, oh monkeypox. That's, that's that's the one. You'd be like, bro. You'd be Ooh. all lumped up. But thank you so yeah. much for coming here. Very cool. I man. know it got fucked up today. It's, you know, I appreciate you, it so you're much. You're doing it, Bill. You're trying. You know, you got. Podcasts and shows and people. <laughs> so and, do you. You have more shows than anybody. God, God, Look at the way head. your shit turned out. Huh? I know, right, man? Just like, wow. you know, and like, you never even, like, I knew I was going to be a comedian when I was 10. But you didn't, you had other careers. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, because I had that house with the moms and, you know, and the teachers and shit. And, uh, the what? Yeah, my mom was a school teacher, and, you know, and so it just was like, yeah. yes, please. Please, uh, <laughs> don't mind if I do. Are you drinking? No, I've, I got a very dirty martini right here. Well, that was that technically drinking. <laughs> no, but no, it's actually just green drink. Like I, no, I'm not drinking. No, it's just yeah. a green juice. Ugly looking drink. It's, it's green juice. I'm not because I went. I hosted this thing last night at SoFi. Hosted what? Uh, so the YWCA Phenomenal Woman of the Year. Didn't you host the Oscars or the uh, Grammys? The Emmys. Or, oh, the Emmys. This Emmys last this last one. Jesus Christ! And then you and then you'll do this one too, huh? I don't know. Yeah. I well, you know, I mean, I'm sure they pay you a lot of money. You hosted those before, right? What? You hosted one of those, right? Never. <coughs> really? Oh, no. I'm, I'm definitely not persona oh, grata. <laughs> Smooth, refreshing flavor, huh? <laughs> Step up to the cool, refreshing flavor of... I love getting the networks. Cool. Yeah, yes. <laughs> clove cigarettes. Cloves. Oh, man. Isn't that clove smell? That's the... They ride on your lungs like a velvet pussy. That's but nice, you, man. But you... Obviously, take jobs that you don't have. You don't need the money. Um, yeah, you do. I them, mean, you do. You know, you do them for. Money. And that's the cachet, right? And, you know, like and, a little money, of course. But it's not crazy. Oh, it's, not the, it's not the life changing money anymore. Right. But it's the kind of thing that you do it, like you know, to say that you hosted the Emmys and it. It gives it this kind of supposedly is this. No, I'm saying yeah. the Emmys. I understand. It's yeah. the other one. <laughs> oh, the phenomenal woman that came strictly from a favor. That's okay. like yeah, that's, yes. that's what I'm asking. Yeah, about. that one was. Oh, the that, Emmys. I no, get. Yeah, no, that that one was. That one was the guy that actually does my golf tournament was was producing this one, and he calls you and goes, "Hey, man, you know, I want to make it look but, special." But you do work a lot. Yeah, you're a little Leno-esque. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm much rather though, right? Like, you know, like because what do you do? You sit around and you, you know, I guess you, you know, you kind of, you know, I, 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 I don't, I'd rather just be like going and do something than to sit around and just right be talking about the old days and people want to talk about but, the old days. And shit. <laughs> but you have a family. Well, your kids are grown. No, they well, they're still fairly young, but. Um, I mean, but you they, want to get away from them. Yeah, well, they're kids. I mean, it's normal. No. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. Everybody I mean, you're knows that. You're a normal person. Yeah, I'm like happily married. So, of course. yes, you want to get away. You want to go. You want to right. go away from that. That's why God invented yeah. golf. <laughs> right for four I mean, hours. I've I mean, got who, a reason. Who would really ever want to play golf? Me. Yeah, not you if play you're golf. Pace. I do. Oh, you do. Yeah. I'm actively against it. Now, yeah, I've heard that. But you know, like all the guys, me and DL and uh, George, that's our little clique, uh, Cheeto, 
Uh, Anthony oh, you, Anderson. We all oh, you got, got a, a golfing click. click. Yeah, we got a whole little oh. click up. We go and hang and go places and shit. Oh. So it's like the uh, Kings of Comedy golf club excuse <laughs> to be gone. Excuse, <laughs> it's, a, a, it's a sequel. The Kings <laughs> of Comedy play golf. It's, it's such an excuse group to be like, oh, you know, I was with, you know, with Anthony and I got to go. I gotta go. It's with George. Do you remember Vernon Jordan? Yes. I had a chance to meet him a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Him. And he was Clinton's buddy. Yeah. I remember that got into the press that he once said, somebody mm-hmm. asked him, what do you and Clinton talk about on the golf course? Because they were always golfing buddies. Yeah. And he said, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> And that's well, yeah, well, they that's well to, documented. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's history, my yeah, friend. Yeah, that's real, yeah, that's real. That's really why. And of course, looking such, back, I'm like, what else would they, what be, else talking? Would they be talking about? Bill Clinton, of course, you're talking about. Pussy. I remember I had a best. Uh, uh, I did Michael Jordan's uh, golf tournament one year, and when Clinton was there, and uh, I did a joke like right, right about the, about that energy. I said, you know, Bill Clinton's here, one of the coolest people in the world, and uh, you know, I don't know if he said this or not. But I could have swore he leaned into me and said, "It's some bitches in this motherfucker," and, said, <laughs> uh-huh. and it just fucking killed the room. Like, cause that's what you think about when you think of him. Like, this. I have a great me. Bill Clinton story. This is the the '90s, of course. He was president, and I was, I guess, much more uh, persona grata. Well, the Democratic Party was very different, and right. I was more fully. Uh, I, w- I wasn't as critical because uh, they weren't as fucking nuts. Yeah, believe me, I didn't change. What? Yeah. Um, but uh, so I was invited I remember a number of times to a Clinton event when he was out on the West Coast. I introduced him a couple of times. So there was something, I think he was, yes, he was going up to Seattle to something called the, like the, oh, it was a WTO meeting, World Trade Organization. Yeah. Really dull shit. Yeah. Especially in the 90s. Right, right, yeah. yeah, you know. Grain. What are you doing? <laughs> Look how much grain can we get? Like, come on, man. It's tariffs. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the the boringest shit. Yeah, so, like, uh, you know, this yes, is, we'll let you bring the fucking Kia into our country. Right. Exactly. Fine. So this is the 90s when I was a swinging bachelor. So I brought this young lady on. This is a date. I made everything to oh, a date. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I'll wow, take you to, I'll take you to meet Bill Clinton <laughs> oh, at, okay. at this thing. So it was about, you know, a reception, I guess, of fundraisers and shit, some celebrities. I don't know. It's probably about 50 people. And he spoke or some, you know, little remarks. And then there was a line where everybody was going to come by and, you know, he stands there. Like, we've done it many sure. times. You, when we do yes, back, exactly. backstage, backstage yeah, exactly. you know, meet and greets, they call them. Okay, so I'm where I'm on the line with this beautiful girl, and we get up to there, and she stands on one side of Clinton, and I'm on the other side of him, and I, you know, they're taking the picture. Everybody gets like two seconds, just enough to take the picture. Yeah. And I said to him, "Boy, I'm sure glad you're going to represent us at the World Trade Organization because that shit makes my eyes glaze over." That's what I said to him. Okay. And he spent the next five minutes. Looking me in the eye and lect- not lecturing, but explaining to me why world trade was important and blah, 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 blah. We get off the line. And I said to the girl, I said, wow, can you believe that? He spent five minutes telling me about trade. Everybody else he talked to for two seconds. She said, yeah, he was rubbing my back the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, 
fucking, Isn't that awesome? Fucking, fucking, you know. He was rubbing yeah. my back the whole time. Bill, you need to understand why. You gotta admire. That's a Just nice move, wait, man. But wait, the fucking skill yeah. of a guy to pull that off. Like one part of his brain yeah. is getting world trade just right, and the other part is grabbing ass. And, 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 and making it work for him. And making it work. It's like, yo, she's and, not fucking panicking. She's not. No. It's like, yo, like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I pulled that move off. No. In, in his, they call in it his the defense, she could have said to me, he grabbed my ass. She did not. And so I know he didn't. Right. This was a private conversation. Right. Uh, that is my defense of Bill Clinton. He right. just rubs your back. He, just, he does not it's, grab your ass. It's a nice massage, and who doesn't love that? That is something to be said for a person. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that, something to be said for a person. Like but they that. used to call him the first black president. Remember that? that yeah, his, like yeah, because he played the saxophone. I used to do all. But <laughs> some, somebody said that, like somebody, and I think it was somebody like. Uh, an like who's the you know the uh, I'm stoned so I can't think of you know the uh, an author yeah like um, Tony Morrison maybe okay somebody like that I okay, think yeah. gave him that moniker oh but looking back I feel like it that doesn't really age well <laughs> no like like you wouldn't do it today no you wouldn't do that today like you know like even if you played even if you played the saxophone with a do-rag right. on so like, what did you, you know, think about at the time i think it was you know again it was all about like at the time you say the democratic party was different it was a you know it was this kind of spirit of were you different? like cool what would you think coolness. would you think that that's like how dare you or no, no. i mean it was or a just... degree of coolness about his swagger that would what that kind of right that kind of emoted that Trump and, has know, it too. No, he had it. <laughs> he used to have it. That's what a lot of people don't know. And so many people like used to see. I remember seeing Donald uh, Trump in uh in like Miami at a at a Miami basketball game, and he would like he like Cedric like call me out like you know you yeah. go over you dab oh, him yeah. up yeah you know like he was like <laughs> fucking like one of the boys like yeah. he was Trump right. and you know you think he changed when he got to hell the yeah hell yeah I don't think he changed a bit that, that was probably the, not that was the problem probably not and he still had the that pugnacious fuck you world attitude. And never back down about anything. Mm -mm. I mean, you talk about swagger. Yeah. Like, remember no. when he got caught saying, I grabbed pussy? Yes. And then he made like and a And Billy two Bush got fired. <laughs> like fucking Billy. Right. And he made like a two-minute hostage video where he went, I'm not a perfect person. You know, you could see him rolling his eyes. Right. Like, I can't believe I have to say this. I'm not a, never said I was a perfect person. Uh, okay, uh, but uh, can we get on with the campaign? And everybody around him, everybody said, you got to get out. No yeah. one will survive this. And he went, watch me, hold my beard. Yeah, hold my beard, man, for real. <laughs> and did that. And, and like I said, the whole shift went to Billy Bush. I was like, why is Billy Bush the bad guy in this one? I did not right. understand that. Because oh, he, he didn't understand He giggled. He giggled at well, someone saying something so you know what boldly on camera. Like this. The, the woke people moved the goalposts. They constantly are doing mm -hmm. as to what's an offense, and the goalposts yeah. move from just doing something bad to now you can't just be around like 
You were somebody. No, uh, yeah, you can't be around. No. Somebody in a dorm room in 1985 had a Confederate flag, and you didn't do something about it. You know, <laughs> you laughed at a Woody <laughs> Allen movie. No. You know, like this kind of. That's bull that well, you know. Well, but you know, that's yeah. what it's kind of like. No, you, you can it's just so true. just by association. <clears throat> you didn't. You know, they they fired the Bachelor host, the least yes. important job in the world. It has to be right. Well, it's The Bachelor. People love it. They're watching in. They're but tuning how, in. How couldn't anyone host it? Okay, right, true. But this guy had to go because he was talking to one of the contestants who had her wedding at a place that used to be a plantation. Yes. What about Al Franken, though? That was the one, Al Franken, man. Who did nothing. Nothing. That was the one, right? right? Okay. Al Franken, they really, they railroaded. It. And that's that's something, to your point, I always say you talk about that. So never see the Democrats stand up to. Republicans would never, they wouldn't, you got Matt Gates and we got those guys, they don't give a damn, they, they man. They ran a child molester in Alabama. Not, yes. What was not, I'm not recommending. the cowboy do. Right. I'm not recommending the Democrats run a child molester. I'm just saying. I guess we're both they saying. Can't, yeah, they, can't, they can't even get away from Pizzagate or some shit. What was that but, shit? But the um, the one about the getting married, I mean, Ryan Reynolds also had to put out a big public apology because they had some, maybe they got married. I guess they sell these former plantations right? as, you know, now it's just a beautiful well, spot. Right, exactly. I mean, nature didn't <laughs> yeah, keep exactly. People, keep the the trees didn't keep the people as slaves, and you have to well, like uh, the trees participated in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the trees but, were like yeah, yeah, they were culpable, you motherfucker. They, uh, they were enlisted. Yeah. You we were in on the deal somehow, like, unfortunately. Yeah, but um, okay, so like the bachelor dude. Yeah. Is fired yeah. just because he was interviewing her about it and I don't know what he was supposed to do, like go back in time with a time machine and then <laughs> slap the mint julep out of her. I, I, I don't I don't know what they I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I love the image of slapping the mint julep out yeah. of her. <laughs> hey! I don't know what it was supposed it to do. But No you know, man. Because you know you had that speech in barbershop, yeah. That kind of made you, yeah, put you on another level. It was the only time, you know, only time I, you know, I'm not very controversial, like you know, in right. general, like evil, you know, with my comedy or anything. That was a very, that, that's when you become news, right? Explosive. Yeah, you become news, and, and that was, was a before character. viral existed. That's so true. But it would have been. Oh, it would have been viral. It, it was in its era. Because I was getting phone calls, like, like. Jesse Jackson called my house. Right. <laughs> Al Sharpton called me. Like it was like it was like you Did had to deal with the. You? Yeah, you had to deal with the elite, like of, right. of black culture, and because of this. What were they scolding you? Well, I mean, nobody really scolded. Like, like to me, like Jesse Jackson was like just saying, like he was saying that you know I thought it was the most interesting thing was that when you say these kind of things, they'll just take that one excerpt, right? And you know, into a kid but in also you're Brazil, a, you're a character. It's a character, right? It's a character, I, and I understand it. But again, no, you understand it. Yeah, but they, they don't. I was like, you know, it was right. a character that was very believable. Like you believe right. what he said, and so you you kind of because that's why that people character took it exists. Exactly, and that was my point. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the barbershop, right? It's, if you're not in the barbershop, being right, that guy, right. you, you, we're not doing an authentic movie. Like, right. that is a guy in there that's totally right. not on the fucking book with everybody. More than anything else, it identified the movie with its appropriate theme. Exactly. And, and sort of branded yeah. that were, you know, barbershop with that idea yeah. of, I mean, my right behind so you is that sign that says politically incorrect. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that was a term... Was that a new term then? Oh, yes, created? we went to court because wow. somebody else wanted to use it. So I know it was a, a novel term at the time because it was a court case, uh, which we wow. lost. Somebody, wow. But they, I remember, yes. Yeah. But, you know, barbershop is very similar in that tone. Like, yeah. can't there be one place? And then real time, you know, I've yeah. always, I'm always trying to get the realest conversation that people have in the green room after the show. The thing I hate to hear the most is somebody say something great two minutes after the show ends. Right. A million times I've wanted to say, why didn't you fucking say that on the show? You know what happens though is to your point is like everything everything now is, you know, clipped up using one little dose to either make that narrative one way or the other, right? And you I mean you have to deal with that all the time because you say you say bold statements, and if I take a little bit of, right. out of context, it can be even more egregious at yes. any given time, right? But that's the bad part of it. The good part of it is the little clip, even if it's misleading, gets anyone who has you know half a brain to maybe look at the whole thing. Hopefully. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully, people just really, no, you're they really right. just no, want to right. know what they think they know uh, no, already. I'm not saying the majority. Yeah. But I'm not going after the majority. Okay. I gave up on them a long time okay. ago. Okay. Well, well, yeah. You know, I mean, but see, but that, but that never been mainstream. But that minority is getting so much bigger now. The idea that people will just take the information that they already believe that they want to know. Right, they don't. They don't want to hear a real answer. Oh, of course. They just accept what yeah. I already believe. I think exactly. I know. That's the, and that's it. That's the biggest problem. I think. that gap has gotten know, bigger. That what? That gap of people that that's yes. like that now well, in the world to what me. People are so into their own silos Each. of like this is what I believe, and so this is what I watch, and it reinforces it. You know. Right. I mean, it used to just be, and again, to the point of I didn't change, it used to just be Fox that did that. I used to right. endlessly make fun of Fox, and still do, by the way. <laughs> they leave that right. part out when they show me on Fox, right. the part where I'm actually shitting on them. But, you know, because they're in a bubble, and you don't hear, you know, like they did not air the January 6th hearing. At all. Right. It's like, if it doesn't fit our narrative, you can't even hear about it. How... And now MSNBC does their version of that. That's my problem. Right. Is now what they're, it's, they're not as bad because they're not as virulent and what they believe is closer to what I believe, but I still don't like that. Don't shut me out yeah. of hearing the full story. Don't make me hear what you're, whatever you're saying. Make, I always am saying to myself, yeah, but I know there's another side of this yeah. that you're not telling me. Always. Which, <laughs> Always. which pisses me off when I find out I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate you when I find out. Because I'm going, you know, you could have told me that. And it would have given me the whole story. But, but you didn't. And now I do know. And I fucking think you're an asshole for it. Let, I mean, back to you, Chris. The, <laughs> oh, do you read as much as people think you do? No. 
Because... <laughs> no. Dad, the I'm, myth I'm, is I'm, gone. I'm, like, I'm, I'm a pothead and I'm not married. Everybody would swear to God you I got club random. I'm not reading. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, no, I, 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 I mean, I, I read, but, yeah, like, but yeah. you know, I, I read, like, it's amazing how much you can get from... Yeah, I do read a lot, I guess, during the week, but... Fox News? No, I never watch Fox News. I don't watch any cable news anymore. I mean... Uh, I used to love my Brian Williams. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Two boomer white guys. Brian, Brian Williams got swag too. Yes! Thank you. I used to sell him. I said, yeah, it's like watching swag. Cary Grant do the news. Mm -hmm. You know, he does have swag. He's from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, he's got swag. Oh, I'm glad There's he... certain things that you that you like about people. That's what, right. that's, that's what we like kind of identify about him. at the him. same time, but like always being so on point. Yeah. You know, never Smart. slipped off Smart. that edge of like offending anybody, but he was still wry and witty. Great words, we have and great words. Yes, and great never, words. ever, Smooth. unlike so many journalists today, and I use that term loosely, especially in television, no likes, no ums, no you knows. I yeah. mean, there are there are professional CNN reporters, and they cannot get through a sentence without saying "you know" twice. Wow! I can see that of the person who was just in a tornado who you're interviewing. <laughs> I can see why they can't speak fucking English. But you're supposed to be the fucking host of this thing. Uh, yeah. Take your next vacation and get rid of the "you knows." Maybe, you know? Maybe they hit the weed. Yeah. <laughs> that'll make you. That'll make you. You know, and um, quite a bit. <laughs> like, so this is your first time smoking, son? No. <laughs> it won't. It won't stay lit, <laughs> man. With no. What, what? What? How old were you when you first uh, were introduced to clove cigarettes? Cloves. Uh, I don't know. Probably. I'm St. Louis. I, I would say probably like 16, 17, But I don't think I really, really smoked until I went to college. Me too. Yeah. I didn't start till 19, and I'm glad. Yeah. Because I'm glad I was not stoned in my adolescence when I was... True. Like, ideas were bad enough Yeah. without pot. I can only imagine what that does. Um, but also, you know, my lungs... I'm glad my lungs were, like, more fully developed before I started shoving toxins in them. Sure. Um, but sure, when I, after I started, it was, it, it's, it's been the love of my life. You, you know. ever did you ever like just stop or just chill like at any given time like for a long period of time? Now that is an interesting question because it's been something that's crossed my mind a zillion times <laughs> because I'm always thinking that would be great right. to give it up for a month. Mm -hmm. And I'm someone who does fast. I can give up food for five days. Right. And when I do a fast, of course, I have to give up pot. Right. Because it would make me fucking get the munchies. Sure, you'd be it's like, hard yeah. enough to do without it. Yeah, without let alone just like... But, um, and I don't miss it when I'm on a fast because I don't expect... It, I use it, it, it's not an addiction. I, I know that sounds ridiculous <laughs> yeah, that I've had because I've been able to control it for 40 years. But um, it's not because it doesn't like... I know what an addiction is. I was a smoker. Sure. I did coke for yeah. a year or two. Like, an addiction is something that calls you and scratches at you and says... Do me now. Yeah. It's the boss. That has never been the boss. I don't even think about it unless yeah. I want to use it for a specific purpose. Right. In this case, talking to you. Sure, which is great. <laughs>
<laughs> because, it like, I save it. See, it, I don't it smoke. Ju justifies my reasoning. Right. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. I no longer have to explain myself at all. To the Department exactly. of Fisheries and Hatcheries. Yeah. Let's smoke to that. Yeah. I mean, they do not get enough credit, my friend. My friend. Uh, Seriously. We're supported by Signal Wire. Remember all of those classic sci-fi shows like The Jetsons and Star Trek? They presented a picture of the future where technology would make unprecedented communications experiences possible, like Captain Kirk facing off with Khan from the bridge of the Enterprise. Well, it's 2022, the future is here, but our current tech is a pretty far cry from that idyllic version of what real-time communications could be. That's where SignalWire comes in. SignalWire is an advanced cloud platform for building next-generation communications experiences. Tired of Zoom? So is literally everybody. With SignalWire, you can create your own video communication product with far better audio and video quality that uses less bandwidth and doesn't slow down your users' devices. And with SignalWire, you can completely customize the user experience and integrate it with an existing application or website with ease. Most importantly, you don't have to be Spock to figure it out. Whether you're a developer, product builder, or just someone with a cool idea, SignalWire offers APIs, SDKs, and even copy and paste code snippets to help you make your vision a reality, fast. Visit SignalWire.com random to sign up for a free account and get an additional 5,000 video minutes for testing. Go to SignalWire.com random and build what's next in real-time communications. Go to SignalWire.com random. We are supported by Wine Enthusiast. Our motto here at Club Random is say what you like, drink what you want. And for a lot of our guests, that drink is wine. And that's why I'm telling you about Wine Enthusiast. They reached out to us to be part of Club Random. Hear that, Weed Enthusiast? Wine Enthusiast has been kind enough to make custom glassware for Club Random, so we're excited to see what they come up with. You hear that, Weed Aficionado? Where's my customized Club Random bong? Now that, now that it's summer, what better time to enjoy wine with friends and family? But the summer heat and sunlight can spoil your wine and your good times if it's not properly stored. Now's the time to get those bottles out of boxes or off your countertops and protect them with a wine fridge from Wine Enthusiast. Wine Enthusiast designs and offers the largest selection of wine coolers for every drinker, every budget and every size collection, from six to 600 bottles. Plus, expert wine storage consultants are available by phone to help you find the right fit for all your needs. Wine Enthusiast is the premier destination for the wine lifestyle, offering an incredible selection of unique wine accessories, glassware, furniture, wine storage. Visit WineEnthusiast.com or text the code RANDOM to 511511 to check out all of Wine Enthusiast's summer savings. Text RANDOM to 511511. Certain exclusions may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text fees may apply. Text STOP to opt out. You know what? I don't, I've never been an everyday smoker. I do not yeah. do it every day. Okay, I really yeah, do it situationally. I, yeah. I save it for when I want to do it for something I really want to do, which is either work yeah. or like talk to somebody I really want to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and drinking, I'm even more sparing of yeah. these days. Um, True. But like, there are plenty of nights where I am completely sober, and that's good because it makes this 
more special when I do it. That's what I. That's what I say. And in California, you know, people walk up and give you weed. Uh, you know, everybody had a brand. You got a brand. You should have a Bill Maher. Um, you, you're known. I, I know right. that you don't want to do it like as a well. I just like a rapper, I just got but... involved in a, a dispensary. Okay. Woody Harrelson nice. uh, is the major owner, and he brought me in as a partner um, called the Woods. Okay. I would recommend it highly. It's on Santa Monica, uh, a little east of uh, La Cienica. It's uh, unlike any uh, pot dispensary I've ever seen. It's beautiful. East? East of Los Angeles. Yeah, like right on Santa Monica yeah. Boulevard. All right, good. The woods. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, tell them Bill sent you. Okay. <laughs> How do you? So the way you get, like, I haven't bought weed in years because you're right. One. People give me weed. Yeah, that's and of course, it. Like a fool, I don't test it and I smoke it. It could be rat poison, but, you know. I trust my fans. Yeah, you trust them. Right. When it you comes know. to weed. Although if because they're going to they get do. us, that would be a good way. Yeah, well, sure. It is a bit, it's one of the more social, it always has been one of the more like just socially kind of, you know, I mean like past the joint. Think about that. Like right. at a party. Like not just, right. and it was that. Like right. it used to be, yes. hey. It was a very, Hey, yeah. you know, enjoy it, buddy. Yeah. What is right. this? I don't know. Well, COVID changed that, mm -hmm. you know. If we're wearing masks, it's like a little weird to be smoking joints together. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I told you, I have monkeypox. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you have to do something about it. But, you know, yeah, they could, they could get you through a gift. I mean, that's what a Trojan horse is. Okay. You know, sure. somebody could, like, spike something and give it to you. Right. And I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't think I'd eat something. Yeah, somebody that's gave fucked it up, yeah. But nobody's out to get you. You're beloved. Yeah, and then you know, and I and I, I actually operate in that space. You know, yeah. I think you, I think you too. In, in my no, opinion, no, lots of people hate me. Well, but you I've still... had the FBI in my dressing room more than once warning really? me about some group that was out to get me. God damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> what is that like, man? Like, it's, it's not. Fucking it's crazy. not. That's that's fucking a, scary. I mean, it's, it's better than hemorrhoid surgery, <laughs> you know, because it's not actually happening. But it's not, you know, it yeah. doesn't, you know. You know, look, I mean, I'm perfectly happy with uh, having to endure some of that for the trade-off of being able to say always exactly What's what I think. Yeah, man. And not some prettied-up version yeah. of what I think. That's yeah. worth, that's priceless. Remember that yeah, little man. commercial? Yeah. Fucking priceless. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess we were talking about that, you know, like this was the thing that came out, I guess, for comedians when Chappelle hit that that one note. That one note. When he hit that one <laughs> note and it became the conversation, right? The trans. Yeah. And it became the conversation for, you know, how free can you be to say what it is that you want to say. And of course if people got deals with networks and, and those networks don't want to deal with the pressure, then they may ask you to, you know, the whole HBO has never asked you to try to. HBO has been great. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. No, of course not. Um, no, I mean, some people, you know, I mean, Letterman made a career of bitching about him, the network yeah. he was on. Yeah. And I always thought, I mean, and I'm a fan, but I always thought that doesn't really ring true because they're paying you an incredible salary. Yeah. I, don't feel like they're actually censoring you. It just seemed like a contrived thing. Like I'm against the man, mm -hmm. and it's like, 
I don't do contrived. Right. You know, like, I, and if I really felt that way about a network, I'd get off it. You know, yeah. ABC was never bothered me either until yeah. they fired me. <laughs> no, no, that was a bother. What was that one? I forgot that one. It was about 9-11. Oh, yeah. I was against it. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. <laughs> but no, we were all against it. Yeah. Who was for it? Yeah. Just, just the just Some people were kind of, yeah. some people kind but, of leaned into it. Though. Oh, yeah. of course. But... Um, no, but HBO's been yeah, no, fantastic. That's what, but that's their brand. You see, after it's yeah. a culture that they started that a lot of sure. networks have imitated now. But their culture was always, we pick people we trust, we leave them alone yeah. to do the job they do. Yeah, we're we're not those network note looking over your shoulder types. Yeah, you know, here's notes. It's like, and sometimes they've had. Spectacular failures. Yes, good. That's what artists do. Yeah, they sure. sometimes fail. John from Cincinnati didn't work. Okay. And then they had 11 others that did. Sure. You know, because they, the, yeah. the secret is trusting good people. You know, they once asked John Houston, what is your secret to directing? And he said, uh, I do most of my directing in the casting process. Yeah. You know, pick the good people. Yeah. And let them do their That's thing. That's a smart way of thinking about it, too. You know, you, 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 so you've like, like found this lame man and then you've never really tried to do like movies or, you know, did you care well, about did, other projects? I did like my that? one, uh, your movie, your doc, joint, the religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that was hardly <clears throat> like starting a movie career. I wanted to do yeah. one movie, a, a, a documentary comedy, and we pulled it off. I thought pretty yeah, great. Yeah, Larry Charles good. directed it. I mean, but I never, people to this day say, why don't you do a sequel? It's like, no, I yeah. wanted to make one statement. I did. We did it well. Let's get off the stage. Right. You know? <laughs> no, mean, no, no, that's no. No, I, I mean, and I've, you know, I learned well, fairly recently, like my mind works in a way of like very straight and linear. Like I'm good at telling you exactly what I think straight ahead. So, like, when I tried to write screenplays, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because it's, like, eight different characters. I'm not eight different characters. <laughs> I'm one guy, and this is how I think, and here right. it is. That's what I do. Right. And if you're lucky enough to do one thing well in show business, yeah. take your victory, and don't, don't try to fucking then do a jazz album. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn it, I'm in the studio. What? I'm in the studio right now. No, I'm like... Oh, are you doing a jazz album? Oh, Jesus. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. Hold on. Don't do Damn a jazz it. album after midnight. Oh, um, oh that's fucking funny. No, that's what, good. But what is your <laughs> musical? I do, man. Like I, mean, like, I, mean, I like write songs and shit, like play around like that. that and it is kind of jazzy shit, but it's just shit that be in your head, man. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a terrible host. I, I like it, man. Fuck it. No, I'm just fucking with you now. Oh. I mean, that's just that's just the creative aspect of of, yeah. a, of a person, well, right? And also, you know, a lot of musicians paint. Yeah. And paint fairly well. Like Dylan paints and Paul McCartney paints and Miles Davis paints. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, and, and they're not bad at it. Others, um, I'm not mentioning, and I'm sure I'll get letters, but... Um, but I'm happy with just, yeah. I mean, first of all, stand-up. I never gave that up. 
Yeah, I so, know, and you, yeah, you know, that's great. You go hard I, too, man. I, we were talking about that, Chris and I. I go like hard. you go at it, man. Like you, 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 you go. You do some dates, you know? man. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I work so. it. Yeah, it's definitely a business that I still How love to go do. How many dates a year do you do? It varies. I mean, it's usually you very, you know, it's usually around fifty something easily. If that's a more. lot, considering you're also doing a series. Exactly. And then, you know, yeah, take all these other jobs. Yeah, favorites. Favorites. You know, you're just kindness, always, just always out there. working. I'm fixing some kid's bike. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me tell the story about how I put my chain back on. I'm showing all the kids. Come on, man, bring your bikes over, guys. <laughs> But 50 no, dates, is, that's a perfect amount. I, I think that's where I'm, like, about now also. Did you do more? Did you used to go harder? Yeah, a little more. I don't think, I was never Leno. Yeah. I remember when, when we, you know, when I first started, <clears throat> Leno was a little older, and he was like a guy who was, like, doing a, he was, like, one rung above Seinfeld and me and all these yeah. super young comics. Yeah. So he was, like, the guy we would listen to. He literally had a pipe in those days. <laughs> I swear to God, like fucking Hugh Hefner or like, yeah. I don't know, Edward R. Murrow or some shit. And he would be like puffing on his pipe and giving us advice, you know, these, you know. And, and I remember he, he was very braggadocious about the fact that he had an agent, he said, who would, he gets me a, he gets me a job any day of the year I want to work. Which for Jay was every day of the year. Right. And he didn't care about like routing. No. He'd be like, yeah, I'm in uh, Puerto Rico, and then I'm over to Maine, and then I got back to the East Coast. <laughs> but he, like the hardest working yeah. man in show business. No, <clears throat> I was never that guy. But I think there was times, years I did 75. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> plus a show that's... Yeah, plus a show. Yeah, you're grinding at that point, right? Like, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I never had a family. Right, so you, yeah, you didn't have to really... <laughs> God damn it, Jesus! Why me? Why didn't I have a family? I laugh at family. your pain. It oh, makes me laugh. I wanted to have a family. <laughs> you held it too. That was funny. You was all, <laughs> you, you held it. You like no. oh, come on. Oh, you wanted people to empathize. No, I'm kidding, man. No, but. I mean, you always had this this thing too, like of course, you know, being you know bachelor about it though. So you had like sexy girls around you and <laughs> fucking. Well, you was Bill Barr, man. You had that shit hot. You know what I mean? Like for for the aspiring older guy, like well, you know, whatever. You the aspiring older guy. No one's aspiring. <laughs> yeah, to be come older, on. He's aspiring no, to be that older, exactly smooth guy, man. Saying. Come on. No, I have had more than. One. But when you were younger, though, too. You know, yes, you had when it, I was yeah, younger. You had to do, I mean, though. You were a thick cat. I mean, look, I That's partied way, way too... No kids? Never no slip-ups? Not no. to my knowledge. Because I never liked kids. I never liked them when I was a kid. Right. It didn't change. The one thing in my life that's like super... You know, most things evolve one way or another. Yeah. You're bald. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. But that one is like... Never liked kids when I was one, didn't like them in middle age, don't like them now. And I know they have their value. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they assembled my phone. But, <laughs> but I... <laughs> Not that young are we talking about? Well, I mean, no, I'm no, just saying, I know children, that, you know, there's certain things they can't make because they need their little fingers. I, I, I'm, I'm sure they have a use. 
But I've never, ever <laughs> really, really had a thing for, you know, wanting to be around children. I don't, I've never touched a baby. You know, it's a... You've never, like, held a no, baby, no, man. No, I do not. No, Bill, no, I do not, come on, man. I do not dislike children. <laughs> I just don't want to be around them. I do dislike babies. Really? I do not like babies at all. It's aggressive. It's, they're disgusting. They're, it's aggressive. <laughs> it's aggressive. <laughs> they're disgusting. They're just mewling and puking and... Oh, they're just they're all babies, snot man. and shit, oh, and I, wow. I can't see. So I get I mean, it. I can't. So it's, it's real with you. I got it. All right, mm -hmm. man. That's real, man. Did you change diapers and do all that oh, stuff? Oh yeah, with man. You, you did. Yeah. Wow. You so, know, like you know, my first daughter too, because I didn't meet my first daughter. I got a daughter that you know, uh, I got three kids, and so I have a daughter that's thirty, just turned thirty-three, that I, wow. I didn't meet till she was four. Wow. And so. Is a different, you know, you know, like, but then my, then I was married and I had my, my son and my daughter, my wife, and that, that's a family, like we in the house right. together and everything, so it, it's a whole thing, so we got to include it all. I'm going to fuck off if this is too personal, but can I ask you why you didn't meet her till she was four? Uh, no, it was a whole thing where her mother was marrying a guy and made him think that that was his baby. <gasps> <laughs> oh, this is a lifetime it's a movie. Real, yeah, serious, dog. This is a fucking lifetime. So they movie. moved to Germany, so she had the she had the baby. And she Germany? Was, Why is he in the military? He was in the military, and she convinced this guy that that was his child. Have you ever noticed that there's a real thing between Germans and blacks? Like what? Like, like the, an attraction, like an oh. awful lot of German women. Have. Well, that's they in the military. That's the thing about that. Like those guys. Well, I mean, you know, those. You know, you can't argue that like germ, like the German girls are very. Uh, you know, they have they they have strong bodies, sexy bodies. You know, they can they have that. <laughs> what girls you know, don't around. Well, world. I mean, like, but all that Eastern Bloc kind of. You know, those girls are very. They they're attractive to black men. Shit, <laughs> I think it works the other way too. I, well, there's something, the same things. You know what I think it is? Nature wants us to mate with people who are most unlike us because that ensures. Right, that's interesting too. You know what you don't want is to fuck your cousin. Right, sure. Hence the royal family. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yes, that does not create good. Uh, bloodlines, you know, yeah. Cleopatra. Yeah, you know, and the, that the old school Egyptians, I think, were marrying their brothers and sisters. Yeah, you know, that is not good scientifically. Yeah, what what is good is people who you. This is not my cousin. Right, or very distant. We're all right. cousins. Right, we are all it, cousins. Right, but yeah, in this in this circumstance, right. Yeah, and so the procreation is, you know, well, like it, I'm it, not attracted to redheads at all. And my mother says, when I was an infant, I was a redhead. Interesting. Yeah. yeah because my, I don't, it could be my cousin. <laughs> That's what my DNA is telling me. It's a all red. Don't fuck like, this chick. She could be your cousin. <laughs> you want to fuck your cousin? Oh, man. And a couple of times I'm like, yeah, I kind of do. But, you know. Yeah. You I never, I take it you didn't like Game of Thrones. They had some beautiful redheads on Game of Thrones. Why, you like redheads? I mean, I, I find all women attractive. My mother was a redhead, though, so. Is that right? Yeah, so, 
you know, I, and, and I, so I find that attractive too, yeah, because I thought my mom was beautiful. And yeah. Did you date a full spectrum when you were single? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> women of all races. For sure. And, yeah, yeah, like just. And how would you compare them? What, women? No, yes, like, like. Like do a five minute hunk on <laughs> white, white girls do this, black girls do this. Is really what I'm saying. You're on, you're on that Byron Allen show now. Ah. Comics, what's that show he does it? Do yeah, in the morning yeah, comics yeah, alive. Yeah. Or <laughs> Boy, he did well uh, for himself. I saw him the other Byron day. Byron Allen. Yeah, man. Like he's a billionaire. Yeah, man. Owns like. What was he trying to buy into? Something huge. I know he owns the Weather Channel. Yeah, he has the Weather Channel. God bless him. I else. remember when we were starting, we were like comics who were starting at the same time. Yeah. Like man. I would cross paths with him on those like brick wall comedy shows oh, yeah. that we all did when yes. we first started. You know, Evening at the Improv, live at the Comedy Barrel. Oh, yeah, the you Comedy were, Barrel. It was yeah. just you yeah. doing your normal set in front yeah. of a brick wall and somebody had a camera. That was it. And it was like the biggest thing. Oh, you ought to get to, to get certain cities. Oh man! Did you, you go know. through that phase? Oh yeah, man. Because I started, you know, I started in St. Louis, so the Midwest was that. You know, the Funny Bones. They had all those clubs all throughout. You know, uh, I worked it. And and the, the Funny Bones in St. Louis. Yeah, they Absolutely. were headquartered there. Yeah, so. Yes. So that was the strip a, club was across the river. Yeah, oh yeah. In another state. Yeah, Illinois, baby. <laughs> I heard. You crossed you that one. I don't know. You don't I overheard know. the yeah, limo driver. Talk about it. I, no, I. I <laughs> but but yeah. <laughs> just as a tip, I'm saying. Yeah, no. You got to go across. You got to go, yeah, gotta go, go across go, the bridge, guys. Yeah, you got to go across the bridge. Yeah, it's better. You go. I'm, it's looser. I'm you just, know, have a good time. Again, just. Information. Yeah, that's what we're Saint trying Louis, to do man. here. It's give people valuable information. <laughs> <laughs> so you worked at the the clubs. Worked the clubs, yeah. So did the clubs, and then you know the Def Jam stuff came along right around that same time. So I started like '87, and then so then you know it was TV shows. It was like uh, Showtime with the Apollo. You can get ahead. Of course, those those evening at the Improvs. Those were like. For the big guys, they were like for Leno and stuff like that, get on even in the, the improv and those kind of TV shows at that time. You must have had years when you were like, damn, I think I could actually do this. I'm mm -hmm. funny, but like, am I crazy? Like, should I go for it and give up like a normal life? Would I, am I going to make a fool of myself? And then you just were like, no, I, why not me? Yeah. Right? Is that... Have I yeah, 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 yeah. Encapsulated your entire thinking. That's so good, man. So good. Just now. We'll be right back after yeah, this I think that, little break. Come on, you guys I, think I, I think I nailed it. You guys, you guys, yeah, get I, me. We'll be right I back. I think I nailed it. Did you know HBO Max had podcasts? I'm on my podcast talking about the podcast on my network. This must be what the metaverse feels like. Now go even deeper inside your favorite shows with audio companions to some of the most groundbreaking and award-winning shows on television. Listen to the official companion podcast for the HBO original limited series, We Own This City. 
Host Dee Watkins dives into his experiences in Baltimore and in the writer's room and speaks to the people who brought this story to the screen. Like the show, the podcast focuses on the rampant corruption and abuse within Baltimore's criminal justice system. Watkins is joined by a variety of guests, including executive producers George Pelicanos and David Simon of The Wire, actors John Bernthal and Wunmi Musaku, as well as notable figures whose stories inspired the series. You can listen to the We Own This City podcast on HBO Max and on all major podcast platforms. But I mean, for the most part, you know, because my mother was an educator and a teacher, I really just kind of, I didn't even think about entertainment as a job. So I didn't learn that I could do this too late. And once I learned I could do it, I became focused and very quick. How did you learn that? Because a guy that was a comedian would he would he was a it was a guy he was a comedian and he would he would say things he would like can I use what you just said? Oh. He was like, I love it. Can right. I use it? And then he was telling me right. that how he was getting paid. He was like, I would right. go out and do these shows. I got eleven hundred this week. I got fourteen hundred. I'm like, doing what? Right. He's like, I'm a comedian. Right. I was like, what? Like a job. Like I was right. like, oh. Yeah. So he put me on a uh he he put he signed me up to a comedy show. Uh, like did you a, write material? Yeah, like you I because I had no. Well, I didn't know I was doing writing material. It was just stuff I would do. Like he helped me shape that. Like it was just things I would do because you know I've been. Things I was you in, said in conversation. Yeah, like I was in groups just, and I'd be. See, that's how I always things. worked. Yeah, I, uh, some pe- some comics were like, no, you've got to get up in the morning and get a yellow pad and write yeah. down. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do it that way. The way I do it is, I get stoned. We talk, right. funny things come up, I remember them. Yeah. And, and, and then right, yeah, and then right. It, and then right up to it. No, that's great, man. That when I was like in that era, that early era, like early 80s, I would always have like a little tape recorder in my pocket. You know, there was like little, remember those mini tapes oh, yeah. of that era? Oh, yeah, those moments, yeah. And like I would tape, <laughs> I would tape all my stand up sets. Sometimes I would also like just put it on, like so I could remember shit yeah. that we were saying in conversation. Yeah. No man. I, I, I spent a lot of hours listening back to tapes, which I never wanted to, to do. Did you have? Do you have a lot of them? I don't. I, I do. I, I have, never, some I have of them. stuff like that, but I never really. I don't have it filed properly or. You know where I know where it all is. Like it's one of those things. I no, gotta, I I, I could probably find some that. tapes of me doing a set at Uncle Fudster's Chuckle Hut in <laughs> nineteen eighty six, and I would be afraid to listen. That's I just dope, would be afraid. Man. Or I don't know. Make it a Maybe part I, of make it a part of this podcast. Like just find them and just act like fucking. The evolution of Bill, like just like yeah. every now and then, just introduce one of those pieces for no reason. I mean, I'd be <laughs> nah, because like, when I look back, even I mean, it's amazing how, like, recently you can look back and go, "Oh, I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore." Right. So I'd hate to look back thirty years. I think it would just be cringy. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you know, you're, you are the the product of whatever age you are. You can't you can't be. I've spent too many years, or not years, but times in my life beating myself up for like, why didn't you know this sooner? Because I didn't. Right. Because I'm just not that bright. Hey. I, 
Right. No, you get no argument here, brother. Right. You know, you know, I came to it when I came to it. Yes. Would it have been yeah. better if I thought of it when I was 42 instead of 54? Yes. But I didn't. I'm just not that good. Get over it. So you definitely know, like, like some people measure comedy by the, how wealthy the person is. Like, is that a part of your psyche? Like, you I don't mean, give a shit. Here's what I would say about that. In show business, generally, the cream rises to the top. Right. The very cream. Right. Like the very best people who were like endure over decades. Yeah. You know, especially in something like film director. Sure. You don't get to be, you know, a 30-year career. Without you know, being really dope. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a reason why Spielberg and Spike Lee. Sure. And, and people They'd really are in Kubrick dope. and, you know, the... It's they, 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 you know. Yeah. You anyone in show business can have like a good little run. Sure. You know, you can just you get yeah. some sort of novelty or whatever. You know, I mean, the guy who sang, uh, remember the Korean dude? Yeah, Gundam style. <laughs> 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 Gang. Gang yeah. what? I forgot what was I don't know. Oh, but, but why was it the biggest fucking, you know, yeah, like, That dude was huge, man. That dude was huge out of Worldwide. <laughs> Anyone can be Gangnam style for a wow. year or have a few good years. But yeah. the, generally, the cream rises. But there's also, you know, comedy especially, no accounting for taste. I mean, some people just like stuff that I think is pure shit. And you can't you can't argue with someone's sense of humor. We have no idea what causes it or creates it. Some of it is is what's in your mind, intellect. Yeah. But I mean, it's not just that. Very smart people can like things which I think are putrefying. And Do you ever get just, into it with another comedian? Get like, into like, it. Like 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 another comedian like just didn't, like didn't rock with you. Like just boldly didn't, didn't you know like you guys beef like you would you know. Like when anybody we, else. When we were young, yeah. there was always feuds going on. Yeah, that's it's what I'm saying a, back then. It's like then. among the things that are so nice about being older is like you just drop stupidities sure. like that. Like I don't feel, <laughs> the idea that I'd be feuding with you right. or some other comic, you know, like, yeah. oh, I'm not talking to him because it's, <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's just like, what was in my body? I mean, right. who was doing that? But yes, that, that went in our 20s. That went on a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, man. And then we just outgrew it, and, you know, the people who we loved, we kept and forgave yeah. and forgot, and, and, you know, other people, you know, we didn't keep up with. But, um, no, no, I mean... That's, well, I mean, you know, like I said, when you have, like, as many, you know, opinionated people, especially during that Trump era when people became really polarized in their in their oh. groupings, right? Like so it'd be your friends. Family members like you like yes. yo, like what the fuck are you saying right, right now? Like that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard you say. Don't say talk to me. That's the uh that really good Spike Lee movie they did for Netflix about the five uh, you know the they, they were Vietnam vets. Oh yeah, uh, I can't remember. Oh yeah, with Delroy Lindo and yes. he's famous for doing that dance. And one, that just to me. and one of them is a trumper. Oh, like five, oh yeah. And it's like that, and and that actually tracks. About twenty yeah. percent of black men voted for Trump. Yeah. So it, if you had five friends, one of them would be a trumper. Yeah. And that's okay, by the way. Yeah. First of all, that's okay. We are allowed to have different opinions, no matter how much you disagree with them. What? 
No. Sure. Yeah, right? Sure, fine. Don't you think? Fine, yeah. Well. This dude's a deviant, though, man. Yes. He's a deviant. He's an obvious I'm, deviant. I'm not a fan. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've made that clear okay, cool. in his time. Yeah, no doubt. But so. I'm just saying, what I always say is, you can hate Trump, you can't hate the people who hate him, who like him. Sure. You can't hate the people who like him because it's half the country. Sure. And it's people you, what you were just saying about family. Yeah. It's people in your family. You, it's, it's, you can't explain senses of humor and you can't explain politics a lot of the time. True. People are reached by different things and have different views than you and have different things that have shaped them up until this moment. I mean, the, to me, one of the left's big problems is they're way too judgmental, way too insistent on, see it my way exactly, the one true opinion or else or you are banished, or you are a non-person. And it's like, that doesn't work in this country, yeah. or any country, but especially this one, where people kind of pride themselves on free thinking and coming to their own conclusions. And yeah, I don't agree with a lot of those conclusions, but, you know, yeah, it's better than the alternative of what we were saying before, people in their silos not even hearing the other side. No, that's so. That's the real deal, man. That people just don't. They don't even have to listen to the other side, and they just no, they don't. And, and it's okay, right? And it's like everything I want to hear, right? Well, that's always what I'm trying to do on my show. Yeah, have the other side there, or you do, or me bringing it you up. Do, so, man. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. You, and, you, you, and you let people go for it if they really want to go for it. But I think you are always a very formidable. Host, man, like, you know, I've never seen anybody well, really get I, the best of you. What you, the, you can be anything except a liar okay. to me. Like, if you bullshit me, I don't care who you are. If right. you're the President of the United States, I will call you out on it. Right. Not in a, a hopefully a mean way or, right. or a disrespectful way. Right. But yeah, I will. Answer the question. Or, yes, or, or you know, stop gaslighting me. Right. Like, you and I both know this is not true. So it's not advancing the conversation, and I'm here to advance a conversation right. for people who want to have some real talk. Right. And if you're not going to participate that way, then I'm going to get a little fed up with you. <laughs> Which is not what you're supposed to do as a host. But fuck it, I you know I even this I invented this fucking show. Yeah. And I'll do it the way I want to do it. Like there's a rule book. I wrote the rule book. That's my rule. Yeah. You better don't fucking lie to me. No, that's don't dope. don't say things, you know, it's like Michael Corleone in The Godfather. When you lie to me, it insults my intelligence and makes me very angry. Yes. You like The Godfather? No, I love The Godfather. You do? But... It's pretty fucking great, right? It's, it's like, it's one of the go-tos, man. And especially like one of those movies, whenever it's on and you turn, you just stay. Exactly. You just stay. It's just stay. Right. Like, as many times as you've seen yeah, it. Me, you yeah, think, I don't you even, think, it's no pressure. You realize, like, it's no pressure to see anything else other than this scene that's about to come up. Right. And then I'm in it. Now I'm, like, watching this shit. Yeah. Because, you know, ultimately it is about, it's not really a crime story, it's a family story. Do you like one or two better? I know they're both amazing, but. Well, I like them both equally, but probably if I had to pick one, two. Okay. Uh, I also love three, and most people don't. Most people don't. I enjoyed three too. It was just uh, different, but yeah, it was a little different. It also, like, I I don't think people noticed that it. So many of it, 
of the scenes were deliberate echoes of something in one yes, or two. Yes. That to me was like you know, sh you know, quoting Shakespeare or something. I mean, right. they were referring. I thought it was very literary. Yeah. I mean, people objected because, and I watched it recently when they kind of introduced the extended version, and I remember the big criticism was he cast his daughter. Right. Um, and that she was somehow a horrible actress. I watched it. She's, no, she's great. She's, she's not great. horrible, and she's like very sexy. Yeah, at that age, you know, she's yeah. like very in a very real, innocent yeah. way. Yeah, that you know, a, a thirty-year-old cousin would probably fall for his yeah. somewhat inappropriately aged, but right. undeniably sexy seventeen-year-old. Like, you know, I I find her performance very affecting, and the yeah, whole movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a little operatic at, at the end. It's literally. Yeah, at an opera, um, it's it's a bit of a stretch when Michael takes Kay back. Yeah, because that was so not you know like once you're out. Yeah, I mean he kills his own brother. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> right, but he does. Yeah, he kills his so like the idea that he would mellow so much that he would like take his wife back, but it's also like go with it because. Yeah. Anything can happen in life. The heart wants what it wants. Yeah. He did love her, truly. Sure. They have kids together. Sure. You know. So I, <laughs> so I killed my brother and my sister's husband. We all have flaws. That's a great performance. That scene, you know, because of that, like when, you know, you know he killed Fredo in two, right? And, and you, so in three, for him to, when, when Al Pacino really, Realized, like, maybe he was crying about it. I yes. killed my mother. Yes. And he said that, I yes. killed my mother's son. That was, it's yes. one of those moments where you're like, yeah. yo, no, that's I, a performance, I man, because you recognize it without even ever living it. He was like, I yo, think that's three, I, I love the, and on the plot line of three, I think is so clever because they traded on the true story in the news that in 1978, Pope. Somebody, John, died. A new pope took over, and he died in a month, which was a little suspicious. So they wove that into the plot line. Oh, yeah. That the mafia killed him because yeah. he was going to block their big deal. Something, something, Right, something. yeah, right, right. And, and you know, the, yeah, the idea to present the church as a worse kind of mafia than the mafia yeah. was kind of brilliant. I like that. Kind of brilliant. I like that. And using that real pope that died after a month, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I'm going to have to give it another chance, man. <laughs> Let's give Godfather, come on, guys. Let's give Godfather 3 another chance. Yeah. Let's go uh, back well, in, guys. Reanalyze it. That's true. When we're both 90, we will do a film re review show like, remember Ebert and oh, Cisco and yeah, Ebert? Cisco, Cisco and Ebert. And we can be those, that's all they'll give us at 90. Oh, yeah. yeah and only, you can sit right here. And, and we can do it right here. It'd be so easy. Because like... Just talk. <coughs> like Leno does uh, You Bet Your Life. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, you know, he's not the kind of guy, I mean, they, I've said this before, but they put him out to pasture for being the, for committing the crime of being number one twice. They right. fired him. But he wasn't like, oh, I'm not going away. Maybe right. I'm not on your network, but I'll do this yeah. and this. And that's, and I feel like that's how you stay young. That's it. You just, right. You just like. Because if you clamber on to those jobs and you, you know, you make yourself 
a part of that as this this is your only life, like really for him, you know, he always liked to do multiple things. So, you know, right. I think it makes and, you know if And you, he made a gang of money. Yes. Well he never absolutely. spent any of it. Yes. He has that story that he never spent well, his tonight show money. He has two hundred cars. And a giant garage right. in Santa Monica. Yes. I think he spent some of it in Burbank. But he goes right. he goes out and works every. But I can say that's the guy. He said, I, that's the money. That's the guy the... I met in 1980. Right. Yeah, I'm going to uh, <laughs> <laughs> going to do uh, the Virgin Islands, and then I'm uh, over in Seattle, and then uh, we're back in Rhode Island, what? and then I'm in Phoenix. I got to Detroit, and uh, you know, it's like he just that's who he is. He wants to work fucking every fucking day. Cold. Yeah. And that's, you know, I don't want to be that guy. No, that's like... But that's, you know, he's got a... Iron J, he's the, the character, really him. Uh, <laughs> you know. But my point is, like, don't let them tell you when you're done. Right. You know. No, you can't. And right? don't be too proud to, like, you hit the top of the mountain. Okay, well, you know... You don't have to just jump off the mountain, but you know if, if, if you're a little down on the other side of the mountain, you're still on the mountain. Do you think about retiring? No, okay, I'm just saying. Country, right? But right. some point they will put me out to pasture. They right. did it to Johnny Carson. Sure. They did, you know, if they did it to him, they'll do it to everybody. Um, but you know, don't be so proud that you can't like go down the other side. Mountain <laughs> slowly, right? But, you know, I don't remember yeah, this, but, the, but like through. there was a moment. I think it was like the late '80s when the bottom fell out of the Vegas showroom. Oh pay. yeah! Like everybody was making like two hundred thousand dollars a week. Yeah, Diana Ross was making four hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, but even like Shecky Green was making one hundred seventy-five. And then Vegas was going through, like, the original Vegas yeah. crowd, the Rat Pack crowd, all died. <laughs> Glowing. So, <laughs> so that's like, over. There was, like, they hadn't reinvented themselves as the current Vegas. So, like, they wow. were just, like, losing a lot of money. And they cut everybody like crazy. And Shecky Green, I remember saying, I can understand getting a pay cut. He went from 175 to 25. And he said... But what happened to 150, 125, 100, right. 75? You know, can't we go down gradually? And I feel like that's what you kind of have to do at some point in your career. Yeah. You know, like look at actors who yeah. get older. You got to take, you don't, you're not the lead anymore. Right. You're Ben Stiller's dad now. <laughs> okay. Don't be so fucking proud. Right. At some point, you're going to yeah. get detective work on CBS, and then you're really going to want to blow your brains out. But at least you're fucking working. working. No, for real. <laughs> that's, the, that's the job you aspire to, to be that one sergeant, that fucking captain right. eventually. That's, that's me. Right. I definitely got to be a fucking sergeant on a cool-ass CSI right. show. Exactly. You know what? Yeah. Thompson, get in here. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. Cedric. Thompson. <laughs> My <laughs> office. <laughs> exactly. That's right. If that's in our future. Hey, man. It's as opposed to being in the coal mine. You're the greats. You'll join some of the greats. What? You'll join some of the greats right. that have done that. Exactly. That, that role has been handled by so many great actors that handled that little spot. You know what? It's funny. Um, Les Moonves. Yeah. I'm sure you're familiar. Yeah, man. Used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've worked for him. 
as I'm sure many people have. He was the head of CBS, did an amazing job of, yeah. of building that network up. Had a little uh, Me Too scandal and went away. Okay, but I used, I used to see him out and you know we were very friendly and uh, I used to call him the, tease him that he was the vulture of BlackRock. BlackRock being the, of course, the CBS building in New York. They call it BlackRock. I okay. Mean, that's, that's what the building looks like. That's uh, the, yeah. The famous CBS uh, the building. the CBS building, yeah. Yeah, BlackRock. Yeah. And I called him the vulture of BlackRock because he had a genius for, like, identifying what movie stars had just passed their peak and weren't getting the good roles in movies anymore, and he could put them in a series. So he would just, like, swoop over <laughs> okay, Gary Sinise. <laughs> but his talent in him and get it. Okay, here you are. Come yeah. on. You're making yes. 60 grand a week, yes. guaranteed. 35 weeks a year. Relax. Exactly. You don't have to do all that traveling right. in movies. You're exactly. Good. And he would just find that person, right. that actor, that, and, you know, grab them. Yeah. And that's show business. You know, we're all just. We're lucky to begin with, yeah. and then, you know, just be a little humble about it, I think is the best. If some kid came up to me and said, yeah. you know, what advice would you uh, give me <laughs> to be in Mr. Moore? I'd say, push her off, I'm busy. No. I'd say, uh, <laughs> I'd say be humble. Yeah. You know, I've seen people, like, uh, self-immolate because... They miscalculated when they could start acting like an asshole. Oh, for sure. That's that's commonplace, <laughs> buddy. That that happens out here quite a bit. Like, and to be sure, you can act like an asshole. Yeah, but many you know, people have gotten away with it. Sure. But you gotta wait but, until wow. you have that yeah. juice, right? Right. And, and even then, like it's gotta be, you know, depending on who you are, you're right. There's a lot of people out here known as assholes and are very big stars, and people go like that person's an asshole. And and then it, you know, you're right. It's people Which, who definitely overshot the runway. It, <laughs> It's too soon. <laughs> right. If you got a number one show, yeah. you can probably pull off some dicky things. I'm not saying you should. You shouldn't. No, yeah. But you can get away with it. Sure. You know, if if you sleep late on the morning of the upfronts when you were supposed to, like, kiss the ass of the sponsors, yeah. and you still have the number one show, they're not going to fire you. They fucking hate you for it. Sure. But they're not going to fire you for it. Right. But if you pull that kind of shit and you're marginal... Yeah. You... You, like you said, yeah. perfectly. You misshot the runway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hey, make whip, it. Hey, whip, No, and that's happened to a lot of people. Wait till you make it before no, you act no. like an asshole. That's what I would tell the kid that's who it. comes up to me and says, Mr. Marr, what is your advice in show business? Wait till you make it before you act like an asshole, kid. That's... And I don't like kids, so just know I'm doing I, your stuff. But I would be really, yeah, helping them. Oh man, it's love, man. I got I got somebody waiting for okay. me at the house, man. I, I, I owe you so much for coming yeah, in and man, doing this, this good, for me. Brother. I know you need it like a hole in the head. You're, a, as Don Rickles used to say, you're a big star, uh, and you, yet you came to Club Random. So oh, man, it's I famous. am forever in your debt. No, it's fly, man. I, you don't need anything in life, no. but if you did, you could come here to Club Random, and you could ask me, and it would be my honor, whatever it is. 
know you don't do. need anything. No, I got the. Right. Well, you know, we were talking about this. I got, a, I got, a, I got a thing called Fan Room. You should do one. That'd be dope. So I it's would, like a meet. It's a virtual meet and greet. You're right I here. I would love we it. We set it up. We we know the virtual meet and greet. And uh, will you be there? I can't be. But you're not normally. Not normally. I just pop on too. Like I'll pop on virtually from my house. Right. But you know, yeah. yeah, like we've done. Like, Whatever you want from me. That'd be fun, man. All right, cool. That'd be fun. All right. That'd be great. Can I wear that hat? <laughs> have you ever worn a hat, man? Um, have I ever worn a hat? Yes. I feel like it looked douchey on me. Yeah, well, you know. I didn't know I got a hat company, too, but I did See, you it looks appropriate. And yeah, like it's, cool. it's, it's like my little thing, man. Yeah. Me, I just, you know. You got you still got like, nice hair, man, which is I great. I know, but that's good because I couldn't pull off being bald either. Oh man, thank you. Yeah, man. All right, now we gotta go. Oh shit! That was good shit, man. I enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah, man. I love the fuck it was out fun. of it. it. Was good. Okay. Yeah, like it was dope, man. We All like right. this fucking vibe out. Yes. Yeah, that that's was good. That's what I thought. Well. Yeah, no, that was good. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm.